an interstellar space fantasy taking place on a desert planet where a possible chosen one with mysterious powers meets his destiny. And also, like, that there's an emperor. <laughs> this week, we're talking Dune. <laughs> yeah! How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Hi, Josiah, and hello to all of you listening. Welcome to the show. This is How Star Wars Is It? Um, and this is the show where we talk about how Star Wars things are. We rate things on a scale of 1 to 10. And where we, anything. We rate anything, not just movies. I know this week we're doing a movie, mm-hmm. but we do other stuff. Yeah, like, we do foods. You know, you've listened mm-hmm. to the show. We're going to review everything at some point, but on yeah. a scale of one to ten of how Star Wars that thing is. So, you know, right. the platonic ideal of Star Wars. Right, not um, how good or bad it is. Yeah, and and this week we are talking about the new film based on the novel uh, Dune, yeah. or rather, yeah. uh, it, perhaps as it will come to be known, Dune Part 1. <laughs> Dune Part 1. Uh... Um, and right off the bat, I'm going to say, listeners, uh, it, it is common knowledge that George Lucas liked Dune and yeah. used a lot of its uh, business when he wrote the original Star Wars. Yes, Basically there's a lot took of... Dune and combined it with like Flash Gordon and like camp. And yeah, there's a lot Star of Dune. <laughs> there's a lot of Dune DNA, Dune DNA, DNA in Star Wars, which is apparent just even by the fact that we have this big desert planet from the beginning. Yeah. Um. So let me just say, to start out, I love Dune, the book. Yeah, that's right. You're f- a Dune reader. You're a reader yes. in general. It's one of the only books I've reread. Mm. Um, because similar to how I don't often watch TV shows or movies more than once, I don't often reread books more than once. Mm-hmm. I read every Harry Potter book exactly once. I never reread them, um, which uh, was weird because I was I considered myself a fan and I never reread them. Mm. Um, and I feel like every, people were like, "Time for my yearly Harry Potter reread," and I was like, <laughs> "Why? You know what happened? Yeah, they like, made movies too. Guys. You can just Im- <laughs> you can even just imagine it. You can remember what happened. It, yeah. You already read it, but I." haven't read it in a while it's been a couple years since i read it and it is a dense lore heavy world building heavy book and so i had i got that from this movie (laughs) yes i had just enough of what the of remembering the shape of everything to to really enjoy this movie actually i'm going to lay my cards on the table yeah please do i i thought i was going to be bored by this movie i don't Mm -hmm. know why because i like dune but i thought it's, I was like, oh well, watching a movie version of this book will be boring. I actually was 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 very uh, uh, entertained and compelled. Like I found it very compelling, um, and I I thought it was very good. I thought it was very well made, and um, I didn't remember enough of the book to tell if they had changed anything entirely too <laughs> much or or not enough or whatever. So in my mind, I was just like. This is a really good adaptation. And then also in my mind, I was like, this is a pretty good movie, too. I'm like enjoying this movie. And so, I have yeah. not read the book, and I felt the same way. I Here's okay. what I will say. This is like a weird s- sentence, but I was like fairly bored and yeah. fully fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, um, 
it's not the most exciting thing yeah because i mean but so i like, could okay. tell even just by like it's just like it's like two and a half hours of like vibe like it felt yeah, like dude. watching um the before like the before the camera is rolling when on a youtube video where there's like a 10 minute long domino chain reaction yeah. it felt yeah. like like the the six hours ahead of that 10 minutes that took to actually yeah. set up yes, all the dominoes yes. <laughs> Well, and, and, that, and, that, and it's compelling because it's like, oh, you got to pick the different colors. You have to be mm-hmm. careful at some parts when you set up the dominoes, you know? Well, and like the whole idea of the world of Dune, the the universe of this book is is basically that like, it's it's like, it's the most Game of Thrones shit, right? Game of Thrones pulls from this stuff. Yeah. Everything, listeners, if you haven't read Dune, it is, it is one of the like seminal sci-fi classics that like mm. pretty much anything sci-fi or fantasy like written in the last 50 years uh well i should say more than that because it's 2020 um written in the last like you know (laughs) yes 2021 jesus written in the last okay 60 years yeah uh 70 years whatever it was written in 1965 um pulls from it right because it is it is it kind of set the tone of what how do you make a warring houses uh, imp- empires and like magical forces and, right. and all these disparate groups. It's not just like, oh no, my laser beam. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. not. It's, it's not just like, uh, you know, I love Lord of the Rings, but it's not just a. We have to get the thing to the other thing. Uh-huh, right. And there's a lot of really good character work and world building along the it's way. It's complicated. Like, many people with different points of views and motivations that are, you know, uh, and I was, at odds with one another. <laughs> I was impressed with the movie's ability to present sort of these big ideas and groups in a way that felt like I sort of knew what was going on. Like Charlie watched it with me. We ended up not going to the theaters because I didn't have money. We were like, we're not going to go yeah, pay for an I IMAX ticket. I admittedly also watched it at home. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it in IMAX because apparently it's like life-changing. Yeah, I've heard that um, too. But I just watched it on a big screen on HBO Max. But Charlie really liked it too and she had no idea what it was going into it, like hasn't read the book or anything. Um, and she really enjoyed it as well. And and I was like, I think they did a decent job sort of presenting these like different factions um, mm-hmm. and even like the weirder ones, like the Benny Gesserits, which I never knew how to say because I've only read the book and I, I didn't even. And who's that? Uh, the, the crazy uh, witch lady people who can do the voice. Oh, oh, yes. That she holds the needle to like they yeah, are the yeah. order, the order of these like space nuns. Um, that can do magic basically with their voices. Um, yeah, yeah. Which is very the Force. It's also very the Night Sisters of Dathomir, also in yes. Star Wars. <laughs> it is like, like they do. And also, I thought so. So, like, just overall cinematography, incredible. Yeah, it's really nice. The, the use of color and the absence of color, I thought, was excellently done. Like, it, yeah, I mean, like it is. This is a drab universe, I think. So, like, you know, we we talked a lot in the Squid Game episode about how it looks like something. Like, it looks, like, fully unique. And and this does have a bit of that sort of, like, Marvel-y desaturation or, like, Zack Snyder desaturation. But, like... And, I mean, it is also Warner Brothers, so... but, But I think it's, at the very least, like, appropriate to the reality they're building. I, I I would have liked a little more color. I, I yeah, will say, I, I but would have too. <laughs> I think that I think that it was for a purpose because the difference between stuff out in the sand and out in the desert, mm-hmm. looking so brilliantly 
golden and yellow yeah. and like very intense versus everything else which might as well have been shot in black and white like in certain places like it is so not not like drab but like it or, or dreary or anything but just like it is very yes desaturated like you said yeah and i it, it seemed like it was done for a purpose of like sort of showing the difference between the people who are living sort of a real much more close to reality life the right. fremen out in the desert versus these people who are like concerned about money moving around yeah, in this right. big you know universe yeah it's, um, it's not like sucker punch where it's just like a no. vibey color palette because <laughs> yeah. it's a fucking music video for two hours <laughs> right um i also thought the casting was good i was concerned being a fan of the book i was concerned coming in um like knowing I, everybody <laughs> yeah I, I i don't love timothy chalamet i admittedly haven't seen him in a lot of things but i've always just kind of i think it's because i'm jealous of him because like you know women love him and i'm like why he's a small boy mm-hmm. um but um i think he was good i think he is in general fine i i also like i think um, that's why yeah sorry go ahead no i mean i didn't really have much more than that it, 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 i think he's fully competent i don't think he's like even approaching bad no like i think he's like I think a good actor and i think he's i think pretty, that's why I, I just like kind of don't care yeah i think that's why i don't like him is because i he's a good actor but i don't understand why everyone's so obsessed like yes, i'm like i guess that yes <laughs> like he doesn't feel good enough to me to have been cast in as many things as he's been cast in where he's like the it boy of the right. you know last couple years where i'm like yeah he's good but like, like who else has been that before well i feel like I feel like it it comes in waves, right? Like after Tom Holland did Spider-Man, they were trying to make Tom Holland a thing in a lot of other movies. Mm-hmm. And I didn't watch any of those other ones because I was but like, I'm he, not interested. He has like, like fun teenager energy and the Chalamet of it all has this kind of like weird, like sexual spectrum energy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it feels sort of like Donnie Darko-esque, you know? It's like a sort of like old school Johnny Depp where it's like, like young kind of- yeah, it's Johnny Depp, right? I thought it was no, sorry, Jake Edward, Edwards. Edward Scissorhands. I yes. meant to say, not Johnny yeah, Depp. Yeah, Those yeah. movies are the same in my mind. Uh-huh. I don't know why. <laughs> um, it has that kind of vibe. It's like this guy who's just like willowy and like long hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I was a little bit concerned. I think he did a great job. Um, yeah, he did good. Play, play, playing an admittedly like sort of hard character because it is not like like the it's not Luke Skywalker who's like, oh, my destiny's being thrust upon me. Well, all shucks. I guess I'll do it. He's very much like sort of fighting what the future is going to be and like being confused about what is happening now and what is happening in the future and like not loving the fact that he's being thrust into this, Um, which is a little (laughs) more complicated than being like, here's your dad's lightsaber. Yeah. Go kill the bad guy. I'm remembering a line from have you watched the other two? Oh, yes. We are almost done with season two now. It's like okay. the funniest show. Have you seen the episode where Carrie is trying to get a new agent and she asks if he writes? Oh, literally, that's the episode we're about to watch. Okay. Oh, shoot. Then I almost don't want to like spoil no, you tell this me. joke. I, I don't but... care. I, I'll forget. Okay. So he's he's like freaking out. He has to try to write a script because he's told her like, oh, yeah, I've written a feature. Yeah. And like his, his like future as being represented by her is sort of on the line uh, if he is to be able to prove that he's also a writer, you know, yeah. he's a hyphenate. Um, and he finally like he keeps putting it off as as writing you know is want to do and then he finally like sits down and writes he writes like all through the night and it's like due that next day or it's due soon and he calls his sister and is like i finished my movie it's great 
And she's like, wow, what's it about? And he starts describing it. And he's describing the movie Beginners with Ewan McGregor, which I haven't seen. I don't really even know it. But he's describing it. And he even says, a Ewan McGregor type and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She goes, Carrie, you're describing, you you wrote the movie Beginners. (laughs) And he's like, what? And she was like, Beginners, the movie Beginners that you were obsessed with growing up. It it has Ewan McGregor in it. And he goes, Oh my God. Oh my God. No. Oh, I did write beginners. Oh no. What did I do? What? Plus mine's only 58 pages. What did I leave out? And and then um, Brooke's line that is just like the line that I was thinking of is I'm guessing a lot of the nuance. (laughs) And the reason I walked all the way up to that line is this movie, this world is Star Wars, but like for grownups, like it has nuance. Yeah, there's nuance. It, It is like there is like the emperor of this imperium who controls the houses that are like all going against each other sometimes all working together. The emperor literally uh-huh. put pits how okay, honestly this is a good overall picture for the people who haven't seen it. This emperor sends uh, uh Paul Atreides, who is the main character, sends his family. His dad is Oscar Isaac, his mom is the girl from Mission Impossible and yeah, I, sh- and I thought uh, she was great Rebecca in this. Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson. Um, sends them from their nice little planet that's beautiful and they've lived for a long time to... Naboo. To, yeah, send them, sends them from Naboo to Tatooine, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Arrakis, a.k.a. Dune, where it is it sucks, but it has the most valuable thing in the universe, which is the mineral called melange or spice, which essentially allows interstellar travel. Um, mm-hmm. And so they are sent there and they... Which s- is... A wild premise. Yeah, it's already... it's like a drug that in, in, in makes someone capable of like seeing how to travel interstellar. Yes, it allows That's... you to see the lanes that you need to to, to move so, in. So that is Hyperspace. very Star Wars in the High Republic, but yeah. the first one when we find out that the um, what's that guy's name, Markion Rowe, the leader of the Nile. Mm-hmm. Has all has the secret in of like how to find these yeah. hyperspace lanes, and it's this like lady with crazy vision who can see them. <laughs> it's all you know. It's all dude. Uh, there's even another uh, series I read recently that has a similar alien race that they are who can find navigate through space and wormholes, which is the only reason why they can travel. Like like the humanity can travel is because of wormholes. Yeah, crazy. But it's all dude. But um, there's there's sort of an, a more evil, more warlike house, the Harkonnens, who used to control. Dune and the Empire is ousting them to put in the Atreides, but he's doing it on purpose to create a war between the two houses so that they will both be weakened and thus won't be a threat to his throne. Right, so because it's the like, Harkonnens became richer than God yeah. at harvesting spice. And so he's trying to set them both back a peg. The heart, like, And everyone knows it. Like, It's kind of an open secret. And it's also this weird thing where the Emperor is in control of everything, but also like chooses sides, even though he is like in charge of everything but it, it's sort of like all this open secret that there's nothing you can really do about it because he's the emperor and he's the most powerful and has the best and I mean that, that is like literally what George Lucas sort of swung and missed at yeah. you know like starting a war of two sides and picking favorites like that's all what yes. Palpatine does that's... but it's just sort of like sloppier the prequels <laughs> the prequels tries very hard to sort of be the dune that the original wasn't because Right. The original takes the hero's journeyness of it and like sort of the aesthetic of parts of it 
but leaves out all of the Game of Thronesy shit and the prequels. Right, and then he tried to get more in the weeds politically in the prequels, but like couldn't help himself. He had to have those robots replacing the windows, and he had to have a fifties diner. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. There, so, 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 yeah, that, that's sort of the the initial conflict. Basically, is that the Atreides are now on this planet. It's everything stacked against them. The Harkonnens uh, have the backing of the Empire of the emperor and it's only a matter of time before they attack and they do attack and everyone dies except for Paul and his mom. Paul also has like abilities that he got from his mom who has trained him because she is a member of, as Mike asked earlier, who are they? The Benny Gesserits, which are a group of sort of like space nuns. It um, is a very cool idea that he is this sort of highborn son of the Duke and also son of like a cult of nun, which type people yes. and like they're they're not supposed to have boys yes like, they're not supposed to you're not supposed we're to given right away that like of all people he is certainly aware that he's got all this like yeah expectation <laughs> he, he is he's already a christ-like figure because he's like a is it's the, that messiah-like figure that they talk about even later in the book like they're like oh there's rumors and like legends on arrakis of a messiah coming from outside of the planet yeah which the Bene Gesserits planted themselves centuries ago in preparation for what might be the this thing that they've been planning to basically sort of have a coup, uh, a religious coup of the entire imp- empire where they get to be in charge, I think is sort of their motivation. I haven't read the book in a while and I don't remember exactly. But... <laughs> um, but yeah, the sort of, uh, just to give some background, because this is something that the movie does not go into, because it's like not super trying to bog you down in lore, because there's already a lot of funny words happening. Um, but like the uh, basic universe of Dune is essentially, it is in year like 10,000 of our universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like our world, humans, like our reality humans, but like, you know, in 10,000 years. And basically the reason why there's no... Um, like why technology is kind of this weird mix of sort of like helicopters, you know, it's like a helicopter and, but there's also lasers, (laughs) you know, it's like, there's a strange mix of high and low tech stuff. And it's because there's no computers allowed in this universe because there was a terrible war that happened because of AI, essentially where Mm. humanity progressed far enough, had, had to leave earth because of global warming and all that bullshit. And then is this w- in Dune number one by Frank this Herbert, is, or is this in like later books? This is in, I think, later books and expanded like lore. Um, also, there's a lot of appendices in Dune, and every yeah, chapter right. or like sort of section begins does the classic fantasy or or um, sci-fi thing where it, where it begins with an excerpt from a, another book in universe of like this is from the Reverend Mother's you know right. journals of 1090 10,091 or whatever and it like is a little thing that's sort of telling you what the chapter like the vibe of the chapter is going to be or what the <laughs> sort of idea is but so this is just the general stuff basically there was a big AI war that like it, at the end of it the Empire that's how the empire got created and it's been going for a long time and essentially they Which outlawed could conceivably be because this is our humans our reality that could conceivably be the ai war of the matrix reality it could be i and honestly think it is this is because that takes place anywhere between like 100 and 600 years after like right now i like i like this idea that we could put a lot of futures together in a timeline of like okay so we first there's blade like, runner we 2049 dune. and we and then, and then we always end up in dune because it's ten thousand years in the future <laughs> but 
So that's why, like, there's no thinking machines. There's no computers. There's only, like... Interesting. Uh, like there that. are computers, but they can't think. Like, they are all for very... Because I was very aware there were, like, some insert shots of, like, starting up one of those, like, cool dragonfly helicopters yeah. with, like, very typical of today's day and age, like aeronautical yes levers and buttons and stuff and even his like little uh like little hologram shooting like like camcorder is like very uh-huh. uh low like um and the lights float but they don't like do anything you know like it, it's mm-hmm. it's sci-fi that they float but the but like they're, they're not basically like, a lantern <laughs> right no one's talking to a computer to do anything because they're not allowed Interesting. and That's the cool. idea is that because there were no computers allowed humanity sort of developed these new abilities through practice and genetic selection, where the Bene Gesserits essentially can do magic by commanding people with the voice, quote unquote, which is when she talks like, mm. blah, 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 and then like you yeah. have to do what they tell you to do. Yeah. And then there are people like the, um, uh, what's his name? Kufir Hathwat or whatever, the sort of short, uh, portly, older man who um, is one of the like people of color amongst the main cast. Um, whose eyes can turn white. Yes, he's, he's what they call a mentat, where he looks up, his eyes turn white. And essentially, they are, through training and genetic selection, uh, human computers, basically, so they can uh, do calculations uh-huh. at speeds that no one else can. So, like, you, everyone has to have a mentat around to basically function because they are, um, you know, indispensable in, like, figuring out these these large-scale... Uh, calculations that need to be done so it's a fun like lore background thing that like there's no thinking machines and so humans had to do all of this stuff themselves over the course of hundreds of years yeah and like even thousands of years um anyway sorry i got i started talking about dune too much i got excited i like hearing all that because it's it's stuff that i almost sort of implicitly was given through the movie but hearing it like explicitly i'm like oh that's why he and that's why they yeah. i um, think i think you that's know why what it does, i started yeah. writing as i was watching this was we are going to have a hard time saying that this is not star wars yeah so i started making a list that said what makes it not star wars because i also have a list of just like high level things about it being star wars but we've covered so much of it already of like what the movie shows which is essentially the classic Hasui thing of like, could you tell your grandma or someone else oh. that this is a Star Wars movie and then believe you? <laughs> Absolutely, you um, could. But so here's my list of things that are not Star Wars. And the first one is nuance. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I just think that line is so funny. Oh, man. Um, and then the like great houses, like Star Wars doesn't yeah. really have that. It's it's like the good guy and the bad guy. There, yeah. You know, expanded stuff like Clone Wars. In fact, I've been rewatching a lot of Clone Wars lately and like the Mandalorian, like all the different houses and clans on Mandalore and like fighting for power of Mandalore is cool, but they're all essentially the same. They're like guy in cool Boba Fett helmet versus different right. guy in cool Boba Fett helmet. So um, even that while, while nuanced for Star Wars is pretty right down the middle. Right. Um, I wrote opera music. Yeah. You know, like like the very characterized score. Like this is just like one kind of it's it's Hans Zimmer, so it's very blah, and then every so often it's like a ha Yes, yes. Um It is so, it is not as it is not as iconic no, as, yeah, it's as not, your star. Or, or even and even not as like melodic. melodic. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> good good jinx there. That was a good jinx. <laughs> On my word. end, it was at exactly the same time. So I don't know how it was for you, but like I said it as and on you said. my end, it was at exactly the same time. Oh, oh. oh damn. Oh, you just said that. Oh, shit. Um, 
let's see, I said there's no Death Star. <laughs> um, there's Women Jedi is what I called that group that you keep saying the name of that I have no frame of reference yeah. for from a written point of view. I always said it being Jesserit, um, but it's apparently Benny Jesserit or something like that. I don't ah. know. Um, but again, like even that is kind of Star Wars. Um, colonization yeah and like this sort of colonialism that we see like there is that sort of implied in star wars that like aliens and droids are always sort of looked down on by like the empire and by other humans even you know like one of the first things we see on tatooine is the bartender going like we don't serve their kind right so there is like a little bit of that in star wars but not really um i said ships with mechanical propulsion yes which i now know why um, and I said environmental concern. Yeah. Like, I suppose there's, like, again, it's, like, le- to a lesser extent, like, the Ewoks versus the Stormtroopers is sort of, like, the, like, save the Earth crew, but it's not quite so explicit of, like, we need to protect this land because of the resources and because of, like, the wildlife, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I said, and these two kind of go hand in hand, there's zero camp... Yeah. And it's also not really any fun. <laughs> no, it's very not really any dot 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 fun question fun? mark. <laughs> it is very serious and self-serious. Maybe yes. to, maybe to a fault, but 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 it isn't like I said earlier, I, I that's it's kind of why I thought it would be boring cuz I remember Right. I like I was like, well the book is so like dense and like kind of heavy that I feel like a movie of it would be yeah, just very important. And again, I think it is boring from a traditional Hollywood storytelling point of view. Yeah. But I liked it. And I think like more people need to sort of be trained that a movie does not have to be. (laughs) Yeah. I saw this great thread that was like uh, on Twitter. That was like people who like, they're like, I'm enjoying seeing people who think they like sci-fi watching Dune and realizing that, (laughs) Oh, they don't actually like sci-fi because Uh we do think of sci-fi. Oh yeah. Star Wars. And it's like, Sci-fi is a really big category, and a lot of yeah. it is categorically weird and also right. boring and, like, sort of plotting and a lot of, like, you know, um, lore. Exploring a reality, like a what if this. Yeah, and so it's, like, it's not all just a fun, he- like, a special effects hero's journey stuff. And so they were just, like, the thread was basically being, like, yeah, it's, like, you know, it's just funny because we have this sort of watered-down version of what we and, and I, I think I agree. I think like this movie does something that a lot of movies don't or can't do. And I think it's because it's a part one, because it would have been very hard to do the whole story in, in one movie, is that it is okay with, with not doing a hero's journey. It's like this is mm-hmm. a setup to another movie that also probably won't feel complete by itself. Yeah. Um, but, and it's okay with being like medit- meditative. Like there's a lot of shots of just like, Starting yeah, out with like, people in a room, just like standing there, <laughs> yes. you know, but you're like, you know, oh, the yeah. other thing and like you mentioned Game of Thrones and like obviously like the sort of political fantasy of of this story. We've talked about this recently. This could not be more the opposite of the rise of Skywalker. There's not a single goober. No, but stuff happens and stuff progresses, but they are because of choices made. Yeah. The whole premise, the whole conceit is the emperor made a choice to remove one family from the planet and put a different one there. And like everyone knows what reading between the lines, what that actually means. And then like, it's just a series of 
cause and effect based on like decisions made based on yeah. point of view of person making decision. You know, yeah. like it is that it is, is something that the Game of Thrones books, to my understanding, I've read like part of the first one and then I watched the whole show and like the early seasons, I guess I should say. It's 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 almost Gilligan's Island in the sense that they they sing us the song at the very beginning and tell us what everybody's deal is yeah. and the millionaire and the professor might have different goals you know like yeah, yeah it is character we, we have we have different things we want and in many cases that doesn't matter but in other cases the thing we both want is the same thing but we have different reasons for wanting it and different resources at our behest and like that's compelling because yeah. then all you have to do is watch people make choices and how, and then, and then suffer the consequences. Oh yeah. You, we, we, we've watched the, the, the time dilation of the dominoes being set up and then we get to watch the dominoes fall yeah. um, to go with what you said earlier. And which I presume will be in part two. Yeah. Is yeah, this yeah. going to be a three part movie? I think it's two parts. What's it's interesting just, is I, I, there is sort of, I believe, I, honestly, I can't remember if this is right or not. There is, I believe, a slight time jump once Paul joins the Fremen. That makes sense. At the end of the movie. Um, but it's, it's reminding me of Les Miserables. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, like, is, it has that vibe. The first act is kind of all... It's almost just like the same thing, you know, just like vibe. There's a couple things that happen. And then like the second act is when like we meet the fun people and like we yeah. just see a bunch of like falling action. Like there's you know. almost a conclusion in the first act, but it's like, but no, well, there's got to be more, right? Because we didn't see all the conflict resolve. Right. And I think to go with what you were saying a little bit earlier, like the way in which this is not Star Wars is Star Wars is all about the force and like forces outside of our character's control sort of controlling like fate yes fate and destiny yeah dune is about and also like cgi frog people who yes. talk like jamaican caricatures and robots that have feelings yes and then dune is about fate and destiny that is engineered by groups mm. of people mm -hmm. and then also also literal machinations and plots of political groups that are also real groups of people affecting smaller individuals and their actions to try to fight against both destiny yeah. and the machinations of like like large groups and so there is a conflict of like man like man versus you know de destiny or whatever as opposed to in star wars where most characters are pretty okay to accept their destiny like there is a little bit of like questioning of Luke, yeah. you know, and a little, and they're more, in the river of fate and they're just in a boat and yeah. letting fate push them to their next milestone, like lightsaber fight. <laughs> and, and like, I think the only like conflicts you get are like questioning of parentage and heritage of like, who am I really with Luke and, and even Ray. But, it, but even like in the first movie, like Ray's pretty okay with just being like, I'm a Jedi now. Great. Let's fucking go. Like, there's not very much, like the sort of self-reflection of what it means to be a hero is saved for like side characters mm -hmm. and, and also not explored very well um, <laughs> outside of like maybe Last Jedi. And so I think that's a big difference just thematically is that once again, I mean, it all comes down to what you said earlier. It's nuance. It's just right. like the fact that that I'm guessing a lot of the nuance. <laughs> it's just the fact that taking <laughs> taking the nuance out of Dune leaves you with a fun or, or like a, a sci-fi story about like a chosen one. Yeah, um, right. If it were only one movie. Yeah. But yeah, like there's one, two and change hour movie. I think it'll be a part two. So so Dune has a 
classic sci-fi uh, cliche where the first book is great and then the sequels are really diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. And there are sequels that weren't written by Frank Herbert that were written by his children and then maybe even other people who weren't related to him at all. And those all suck shit really bad, mm. but they are all technically like canon, I think. And so there is more. I have not read any of them except for the first one. And then what I thought was the second one, but then I realized wasn't when I had no idea what was going on. It and was actually weirdly the second of the Han Solo <laughs> and Lando trilogy. Yeah, I was like, what happened to Paul? Where's the Muad'Dib? <laughs> which I didn't even say in this in this one. Um, speaking of which, I was I do have the game for this week. We don't have to go to it yet, but originally I was thinking I might give you a spelling bee where you have to try to spell all the silly words that they say in this movie. It would um, more than likely be the first time I was hearing them like clearly and like paying attention. I, I mean, like I paid attention to the movie, but I was just like letting words I had never heard just be words I had never heard. Well, and like so, Charlie and I were watching on her TV, which like the uh, the sound system was not good, and the way that the louds were way too loud, and then we couldn't hear people uh-huh. talking. And so there were even someone who's read the books. I was like, "What are they saying? What's going on?" And there were times yeah. we literally didn't understand people. Partly because of like accents and like also weird vocal things they were put on with like the Harkonnens, like the the monstrous Stellan Skarsgård being like, and I'm like, I don't, dude, I understand we're doing like a thing here, but like y'all gotta enunciate a little bit because I have no idea what's going on. Also, I think it's fun that one guy's name is Duncan Idaho. That's really good. Uh, Charlie kept calling him like Idaho Potato Man. And like, and I somehow she got to Denver omelet, which I thought was fun. Denver omelet. <laughs> there's really, That's really funny. There's really good names. You got uh, Leto Atreides is cool. Duncan Idaho is great. Uh, uh, Gurney Halleck. Is Josh Brolin being Gurney Halleck? Mm, yeah, Josh Brolin. Polka Dot Dude, Man was fuck. in it. Every big star is in this movie. You're right. Like I, I, if you had just told me the cast, I would have gone, uh oh. Like, yeah. is it going to just be a weird, like, Avengers kind of thing where, like, it's just like a, you know, like, is it just going to be the Tonight Show? Well, it, are all these big celebrities just going to play beer pong with each right, other? That's what I was worried about, especially with, like, because, like, especially with certain actors, like, I was worried about Jason Momoa because I was like, I don't know if he'll fit the vibe. Mm-hmm. But then he fit the vibe and almost being a nice relief from the vibe because he was more like, he wasn't like comic relief, but he was like, a much more loose and less like yeah. royal like guy. I mean, like it's exactly why the first movie needed Han Solo so bad. Yes, exactly. He was the guy the audience was all with because he's like Jedi, the Force. What the hell is all this wacky space shit? <laughs> yeah, and Duncan Duncan's like, I just fight guys, and I'm 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 yeah. Jason Momoa, and then and I'm we pretty. can go. Oh, got it. Okay, so that's kind of guys. who I am too. Yeah, I fight guys because <laughs> I think all this is crazy. You guys got these crazy, yeah. crazy flying machines and a big worm that's an anus. And, and I, he's I, like, Whoa, look at that crazy flying machine and those big worms those that big are worms anus. It's like, okay, anus butts. You. And I was also a little bit worried about Zendaya because, like, I like Zendaya, but she is someone who also I don't know why she's in everything. Like, I similarly am like, I think she's good, but it feels weird that that everyone was like, okay, we're just going to cast her in all the things now, right? And I'm like, I don't know if she's skilled enough to merit that, but she's been good in everything I've seen her in, but not, like, amazing. Yeah, I don't think she's ever not good, but again, you're right. It's just sort of like, when did you become, like 
the biggest yeah. star in the world. Like it's it's very similar to Timothy Chalamet, where I'm like, why why did we decide to cast all these people so often? Was it literally just because of? I mean, was it because of Spider Man for Zendaya? Because she was good is in that. Is this because, is this feeling that we're both kind of having that we can't put our finger on, is it because they are, like, capital C celebrities? Yeah, You know, I think, in the way that, like, Kim Kardashian is? I think you so. Know, like, I think that's... they have a public... Yeah, I think that's why I was worried about them in the movie, because, oh, this is what I was thinking about the other day, too, is, like, sometimes it's hard to... And I feel like you've talked about this, or made some... Someone's made a joke about this that we talked about, where it's, like, sometimes when you see celebrities in movies it's hard to see them as a character because you're just thinking right. of them as that person. Right. Um, which I think that I felt a little bit with Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya in this because they are so like, even though Timothy Chalamet is not in Marvel movies, he's been in a lot of stuff and he's so like memeified by just like thirsty yeah. women and men on the internet. And Zendaya is just everywhere where she's mm-hmm. like in everything that it feels like I'm like, okay, well I believe that they're characters or will I just be like, Oh, there was Zendaya on screen. You know, it's like when you see like a musician playing a, a acting yes. role. Yes. You know, you're very aware. Like when Mary J Blige was in um, the umbrella Academy for some reason, like every time she's on screen, mm. you're like, Oh, she's here. Okay. Like she's not yeah. a very good actor, but she's here. Yeah. And like at least these guys. And are... I think they are good actors, but I know no, they it are good is actors. just like a weird thing that it's like, oh yeah, this celebrity's in that movie. Yeah, I think that is part of the issue is that it does feel like a famous person instead of an actor sometimes. Yeah. Which is why I was concerned. But I think they both did a really good job. And like I think Which is like a crazy thing to say because I don't think that of like Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks or Brad Pitt. This or this is Angelina crazy that we're Jolie. talking about this because I was gonna I was gonna bring this up during the Patreon because it was it is an idea that I, I saw on TikTok that I want to discuss, but we're talking about it here, so let's let's explore it. Is the idea of and I think this is interesting because everyone you just mentioned is from another generation of actor. Mm-hmm. And I saw this TikTok that was like we don't have that was talking about Edgar Wright's newest movie that just came out that yeah, stars last Anya Night in Soho mm-hmm, that stars Anya Anya Taylor Joy is that her name Yeah I think it, I think she says Anya but Anya yes. Queen, Queen's Gambit lady Yeah and the the TikTok was like this movie came out and it performed really badly and it's like this is a proof that we don't have movie stars anymore because Anya Taylor Joy or Anya Taylor Joy was in it and she had a huge hit with Queen's Gambit and if no one came to see it then like obviously people don't care about movie stars and I was like I disagree in the fact that like I don't think she's a bankable star be- just because of Queen's Gambit like the- I don't agree with that premise but I was intrigued by the greater premise because I was like I don't know if we do have movie stars anymore because mm. or, or new generation movie stars because i do think you still like tom cruise still makes mission impossible right and he feels like a movie mm-hmm. star um tom hanks and like even like a jonah hill yeah but even is like you you go to, like i mean I, you someone goes to see the new jonah hill movie right you know? sure but like, also when was the last time that that happened you know what i mean like well yeah i guess i mean i think it's a i, I think it's an even more recent phenomenon than this like video i saw was positing because like I was trying to think of okay who's a movie star right now and really the only one I thought of was The Rock like The Rock is mm-hmm. and, and he's I think not of this generation necessarily but he came to fame as a movie star in this generation and he's the only one that I feel like but even him I don't think people go to see a movie because The Rock is in it 
right. I think he is in he's block. Just in every movie. He's just in blockbusters, right? Right. And people go to see blockbusters, and so I was like having that thought yeah, of like, I mean, like Marvel. Yes, exactly. Like, like those are, those have movie stars in them because they're stars of Marvel. <laughs> well, and I think I, I and think, none of them have ever done anything else that like people go see. Well, Doctor yes. Doolittle. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, what's interesting? So here, here, here was Sherlock my kind Holmes? of when I was thinking about it. That yes, Sherlock Holmes. So, so I was like, they tried to do movie stars with the Marvel people, and it worked. I think it worked with Robert Downey Jr. for a little bit because he did Iron Man, he did Sherlock Holmes. And, and then he was like in Tropic Thunder and stuff. And it was sort of like a career renaissance for him where it was like, mm-hmm. you could legitimately be like, yeah, I want to go see this movie because Robert Downey Jr. is in it. But then like pretty shortly it became, oh, we don't care about these actors unless they're in these movies. Right. Like Chris Hemsworth has it, and been. The only, the only ones where that's not the case is people who had like flourishing character actor careers yes. prior like mark ruffalo and scarlett johansson right and and, like, and and i will say to an extent like chris evans like people who have relationships sure. outside of those movies with filmmakers right. where they can be in other movies but like chris like there's several things that tried to happen with chris hemsworth where no one gave a shit and it's not, not right. even just blockbusters like other like the ford whatever movie like no one gave a shit and same with like scarlett johansson like lucy like ghost in the shell like people didn't want to didn't care about her unless she was black widow but all these people were but then in, she did like marriage story i mean like you know she well, does like dramas and yes stuff. that's the thing is these people can be in other stuff but it's right. not as a movie star you know what i mean like marriage story was on netflix and which i oh, guess well, is I you could count it right and outside of their like franchises we don't really care about them if they're in a movie like it's not and i was trying to figure out when this shift happened because and also if it's even necessarily true, but I also can't remember the last time I would, went to see a movie solely because it was a Tom Hanks movie, but fill yeah, in the right. blank with any I, other actor. You know what I mean? I don't know if I've ever gone to see a movie because it's that new one that this person's in other than like, I got to go see how Tom Cruise narrowly escaped killing himself while shooting a Mission Impossible movie. But that, that's that, not a necessarily so much... That I want to see a new Tom Cruise movie. It's that I want to see a new Mission Impossible movie. Yes, I think I think that the thing that I came to as well or that I'm thinking of now is like, for instance, with Tom Cruise and Live Die Repeat, aka whatever the other name was. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. I don't think anyone would. I mean, no one saw that movie because it was poorly marketed. I don't think anyone would have would have seen it at all if Tom Cruise wasn't in it. You know what I mean? True. That's like, a good I point. Think that's the other thing is that there as are as is made true. Like, like the the case can be made that what you just said because look at fucking I already forget the name of it. Tomorrow War um, with Chris the Pratt. The Tomorrow War. Yeah. yeah. It's like less compelling story wise than Live Die Repeat Edge of Tomorrow, and it stars Chris Pratt, who like yes. oh this is why a- do we think he's the movie star? <laughs> this is the perfect example of the current failure of yes. of a movie star, right? Because yeah. Chris Pratt was in Guardians of the Galaxy and then was hot and had abs, and then everyone you know what They're it is like it's, he's gonna be the new Indiana Jones, it's, he's it's, gonna be the new it's Jurassic movie, Park guy. It's like movie studios misunderstanding what people care about. And right. casting people and stuff, which is why I think we get Zendaya and everything, why we get Timothy Chalamet and everything, why Chris Pratt was in everything. But with Chris Pratt, it became like Jurassic World would have been made without Chris Pratt. You right. know what I mean? And people still would have gone to see Jurassic World. And the second one, they were like, okay, I guess we do like Jeff Goldblum. Like, do you think yeah. we can get him? You know, they're it like, was literally already. Oh, so you like Jurassic, but you yeah. don't like Pratt. <laughs> yeah, it was literally already like, oh, shoot. 
the public has turned on this man and no one cares it's because like he did a couple sci-fi things that no one saw because it was like we don't care about chris pratt like the premise of the movie wasn't good enough for someone to go or even bad enough for someone to go well that sounds maybe <laughs> yeah. stupid but oh chris pratt is in it so i'll go see it right, like right you know and i feel like that's what happens with a tom cruise or a tom hanks is you hear something and go it's about a guy in an airport who's just there all the time. Oh, but, but it's, Tom, it's Hanks. Tom Hanks. Okay, That's okay, yeah, I'll go see. You know what I mean? Example. Like that or is like Castaway. Yes, you know, like, that is the level of movie star I think that I'm talking about, and that yes. that video was talking about. Where if you hear the premise of you last night, a, a, a b- bananas premise. Yes. Like uh, bankable. Like yeah. you hear about last night in Soho, you see the preview, and you're like, what? The, what? The, what the hell is that movie about? It looks interesting. But it's not. But but then it's Anya Taylor Joy, and you're like, okay, well, she was all right, but I don't care enough about her to make right. that a must see movie for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the issue with Tom Holland when like the Russo brothers were putting him in other stuff, where they were like, he has the star power coming off of you know Marvel, but then he, there was that like Cherry movie or whatever that no one saw. Yeah. And like, yeah, you know, that's making me realize, other than like established franchises, that I'm like, oh, I gotta go see the new Marvel movie or whatever, which I'm slowly. That's not even the case anymore. Yeah, but um, it, uh, that movie star might be a director. Like, yeah. I have to see the new Edgar Wright movie. I have to see the new Christopher Nolan movie. I think that was the other thing. I was yeah, like another aspect of this is that it is less. It's almost like more old school in the way that it's like studios now <laughs> you know it's like back in the old days when it's like paramount the and Warner MGM. Brothers picture <laughs> yeah they all had their own stable of actors that they used but you were right. you weren't necessarily going to see it for those people it's almost more old school because it's like yeah gotta go to see the new marvel movie gotta go see the new disney movie gotta the go see the new anderson pixar movie. movie gotta go see yeah. the new wes anderson gotta go see whatever Zack snyder's doing or or whatever netflix is doing whatever amazon's doing mm-hmm. you know it's like become Big and, and one thing to bring it back to Dune. Sorry, that was a, a long tangent. Fuck, that's right. We're talking about yeah, Dune. I, but it was interesting, and I think this is something that <laughs> no, yeah, this was. I it is a very interesting exploration, and, and I think we can bring it back to Dune because I think Dune could have fallen into that trap of having famous people and it not feeling like they were there. That's the other issue is sometimes a famous person is in a movie or a famous actress in a movie, and it feels like they're only in it because they're famous, mm-hmm. not because they're the best for the role. Um. And I think you know this- what I will say uh, along the lines of like movie stardom is it's not going to be I'm going to go see a movie because such and such star is in it. But here's what it is. I will see a movie and see an actor in it that I like and go, oh, I like him. Yeah. Which isn't the same thing, but it's it's also like related, you know, like yes. seeing Oscar Isaac in this, I, I of course wrote down, hey, Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, but also like I like him in everything I see him in. Yeah, same. Like Except... He is- as Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse, right. which I thought I had scrubbed from my brain, but I just remembered it. Somehow. I'm so sorry you had to remember that movie. <laughs> but even then, like that that wasn't entirely his fault because that was no. definitely like a script and that could have been like a, a complete robot and not an actual human it could have, playing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I had the same why well, I, I had the same thought. Almost seeing everybody in this every actor yes. that came up, oh, I, I, like I had him. the feeling oh, of like I like, her. I like Oscar. I was like, Oh, I like this the Mission Impossible woman whose name I never remember. Uh-huh. Oh, I like Zendaya. I like was Elsa. I like Jason Momoa. You know what I mean? Like everyone yeah. in this movie I had the feeling of I like and no one was everyone was doing a good enough job that they didn't stand out as being a famous person and not being an actor doing a part, which I think is right. what I was worried about. Cause I, I was worried that this was going to be a, 
we made a movie with a bunch of movie stars, which I feel like that's what the, I haven't seen the Eternals yet, but I feel like mm. if I see it, it'll be like, okay, there's Angelina Jolie, there's Salma Hayek, Kumail's here. Like, it's going to be, there's look at like all these famous people, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, there's the Game of Thrones guy. It's going to be like, oh, there's famous people not, and not as like, I don't know. That's the vibe I get from that movie, Yeah. Um, which I was concerned about this one, but I don't know. Anyway, that was a long. It is something that th- that I would maybe say then it has it counts against Dune twenty twenty one being Star Wars. It's a bunch of established famous. Yes, that's true. And because Star Wars never starts with only famous people. They'll have yeah. one or two, and then like some people you don't really know or you've maybe that's, seen once before. <laughs> that's very true. Like they, there is no one in this movie that's not that is just starting out. Like even right. even like the. Some some of the side people, like the the polka dot man actor who is yes. like one of the like you know one of the mentat like white skin house Harkonnen people, like right. he's in he's in everything recently. You know he's does a lot of side character actor stuff and like everyone in this is established. Um, he truly is in every giant movie as yeah. that guy. It's it's <laughs> insane weirdy. <laughs> it's insane that he was he's in the Marvel universe. Yeah, and even in like a what and if the episode, DC universe. and he was the polka dot man, and then now he's, he's... multiple times over in the DC universe because he's also yes, like he was one in... of the Joker's like yeah. guys in Dark Knight, and he is now in Dune, and like is you know spoiler he dies like but whatever, but it's just oh, like yeah. okay, this guy is so unassuming and like playing little character parts on the side, but then he's like he's gotta be so fucking rich now yeah like even if he negotiated a, like um i mean i hope he's getting points for the back end like come on man i hope you're getting some points because at the very least even if he's not rich he could have the the most decorated meet and greet booth at a con absolutely he's like what do you want I've <laughs> you know been... him from i don't know everything i you know everything? Him from everything he, it's what's his name <laughs> yeah he's the guy he's the guy who's in everything that you don't know his name exactly like it's not like yeah. um it's not like oh uh, now i'm blanking on his name but who played freaking um elrond um, oh hugo weaving yes thank you i thought you were gonna say wallace sean wallace sean well the hugo- guy who's like inconceivable oh yes 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 because Hugo Weaving for a while was it was like I'm yeah, Red Skull, v, I'm Elrond, I'm the voice of Megatron, you know, like yes. but you know who Hugo Weaving is. He was like right. V and V for Vendetta or whatever. Yeah. But then this guy is like I'm in everything, but you will not know what my name yeah. is. And, and I, I could tell you my name, and then I could tell you all the credits I have, and then I could ask you, "Hey, I asked, I told you my name earlier. Do you remember?" And you would go, "Nope, nope, <laughs> I do not. I do not remember that at all." I feel like Giovanni Ribisi went through a couple like five year stage where that was what he was. He was like, "Yeah, I'm in. I'm in Avatar, the Blue People movie. Do you remember that I'm in that? I am." Yeah, and it's like, sure, you're a part of this huge, the hugest <laughs> movie of all time. I guess it's weird that you're here, Giovanni. Okay, and then it's like, now what does he do? No one knows. Um, I guess we've gotten. We so- need to take a break. Yeah, we gotta go to the break. The game will be fast, I think. Let's yeah, jump to the break. I, I only have. I mean, like I said, it, this movie. It's all about taking points away from it being Star Wars. But I do have like a list of like what makes it Star Wars as opposed to my list of things that take away points. So we can okay. maybe run through that too later. Good. But let's do it. We we're jumping into a sandworm, not a sarlacc right now. Oh right. And we're sarlacc. and we're wait fuck what's cause what's the word Kasweet Hadarak. Mike doesn't know what I'm saying because it's one of the Kwisatz Haderach. Thank you. And we're Kwisatz Haderach. 
which is like back kind of. And that is the Bene Gesserit's um, a term for the chosen one person kind of thing. Ah, uh, yes. Like the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, welcome back. We're playing a game today. This game is called, I've seen a lot of memes about Dune. And one of them was putting Dune into like phrases and movie titles and oh, stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like Dune. Dune your mom. Uh-huh. And like Shrek's yeah. like, Donkey, what are you doing in my swamp? And like sure. Joey from Friends and like, how you doing? Sure. So this game is called How You Dune, but okay. it's more specific than, or it's more, uh, it's not phrases or catchphrases. It is movie titles. So okay. I'm going to give you. So like these, doing the right thing. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to give you a synopsis of a movie that I have put Dune into. <laughs> okay. And you have to tell me what its Dune name is. Okay. So, um, so I'm not sure how hard this will be or how easy it'll be. And we'll just find out as we go. Okay. <laughs> so to start out, uh, this is the story of two members of House Atreides who stumble upon a magical city on Arrakis that only appears once every 100 years. It's a beautiful oasis with enough water and food for everyone. One of the men falls in love, bringing into question whether he'll return to his regular life. Now, to give you a clue, this is an old movie that I had not seen, but it has Dune in it very easily. Um, so it's, it's a city that only appears once every hundred years? Yeah, and there's also, there was recently a semi-parody of the idea on Apple TV Plus, or whatever it's called. Foundation? That that um, Cecily Strong and, and Keegan Michael Key oh, were in. Oh oh oh, Brigadoon. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't know what the plot of Brigadoon was because I haven't seen yeah, it, I so sure I had to look either. it up. So I wasn't sure if you'd seen it. So that's, that's good. Funny. Let's move on. Did a you t- watch Brigadoon? I haven't. Oh, that's I, right. You you wrote it. <laughs> I did write it. Yeah. So I refused yeah. to watch it because they stole my idea. That's right. Um. A tale of an ailing old fighter who's not quite right in the head, who goes out to fight harvesters, thinking that they are sandworms, which has us questioning the nature of heroism and reality itself. Uh, Is it Dune Quixote? It is Dune Quixote! (laughs) Okay, good. This is going to be good, I think. All right, here we go. Yeah, yeah. A group of Fremen start a music group and find that their first single takes the entire empire by storm, <laughs> rocketing them to stardom, only for the band to break up just as quickly. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> That's that thing you do. Yeah, that thing you do, baby. That's great. <laughs> good, this will be quick. Okay. Um, so this is a good one. Pretty much nothing happens while a house Atreides high schooler tries to decide if she loves her Fremen boyfriend more or her Mentat boyfriend more, and most of it is just angst and very little action at the very end when the Mentat almost kills himself. Um, okay, I'm thinking that might be the Twilight Saga New Dune. It is the Twilight Saga <laughs> New Dune. It's like, it's not Breaking Dune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not Breaking Dune. No. Um, this is a good one. These are all <laughs> good, actually. Nothing happens in those movies. No, nothing happens, especially in that one. It is such yes. a slog. Um, a Fremen high schooler, again gets pregnant by her unassuming boyfriend and has to deal with her family, him, and society at large when she decides to continue the pregnancy and find an adopted home for the baby. Uh-huh. I found some blue shit, <clears throat> gunk, in my umbrella stand. That's my favorite line in that that Allison Janney delivers. That's Duno. Duno! <laughs> I think what, there's something, there's some line about wine robbers in that that always made me laugh a lot. We're getting, when you're a graduate, we're getting wine robbers <laughs> Which are the funny Sesame Street dogs. Um... Okay, great. 
In loosely connected sketches, anthropomorphic animals engage in hijinks across all of Arrakis during their extended leave from their normal school routine. During okay. the hottest months of the year. So they're oh, anth- oh, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> Tiny dunes, how I spent my parentheses summer yeah. vacation. Yeah, 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 yeah. That famous videotape. Yeah, that famous video. Um, good. This is good. I do this water gag to Babs the entire video. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way maybe to incorporate the fact that they don't do water gags in this one because it's so sandy, you know, yeah. but and you can't waste water like that. Um, all right, this, oh, might be a, this might be the one that's the most of a stretch. Widely considered to be one of the worst movies ever, this cult classic <laughs> follows a man with an interesting accent as he watches his previously good life unravel, unravel before his eyes thanks to the infidelity of his fiancée. And it, oh, oh it, but it also oh. takes place on Arrakis. <laughs> okay. Yeah, got it. But does Arrakis look like the Bay Area? Yeah, yeah, a lot like yeah, it. Yeah, is it the dune <laughs> yeah it's the Tommy dune. Riso's the dune <laughs> yeah it's it's not even it's a slant rhyme i'm sorry everyone uh-huh. it's no the i dune. like it okay we just watched that like fairly recently i, I mean, have I've still, seen it like a million times but... i've still never actually seen the whole thing i've only mm-hmm. seen clips of the insane the like the insanest parts yeah right um a bunch of Fremen drink blood instead of water and live together in a big house and it's funny because they're creatures of the night but they have normal problems too Oh, is it what we doing in the shadows? Yeah, it's what we doing in the shadows. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Okay, this is, we're almost done. So I, as, as, as I said, it's going to be quick. I should write down on a sealed envelope what I think the last one's going to be. <laughs> uh, you should. Because I have an idea. Honestly, do it right now because you're probably going to be right. Uh-huh, yeah, hang on. <laughs> Mike is finding an envelope. He's going to stamps.com and getting an envelope. Uh-huh. He's going to seal it. All right, and he's writing it. Okay, and... That's reminding me of something that Marie, past guest of the show, Marie Maloney and I uh, went and saw our friend in a show. This is this was years ago, but it was an improv show, and they were doing like a dance scene. And obviously, because it's improvised, there's no like pre-ordained choreography. And our friend said to her kind of scene dance partner, "Hold my leg." <laughs> <laughs> she like kicked her leg up and said, "Hold my leg," and like. That it wasn't that wasn't funny. That wasn't like said to be funny. But Marie and I like lost our fucking minds at <laughs> hold my leg, and we started doing different. Like we like kept riffing on hold my leg for the rest of the night, and we kept saying like, uh, you know, at one point someone was like, uh, I will take things you ask your dance partner for two hundred, and then it's like, what is hold my leg? You know, like we just kept trying to come up with different ways to deliver the phrase yeah. hold my leg to the other person, and. I I pretended I was holding an envelope to my head and said, uh, hold my leg, which do you know that like Johnny Carson Karnak, the great thing that he used to do on the tonight show a hundred years ago. Uh, kind <laughs> like, of, I don't it know sounds... why she and I both knew this point of reference being young millennials, but like, <laughs> I don't know why it's not that funny now that I'm saying it out loud, but us going, uh, hold my leg was so funny to me. Fuck. But I'm holding my, my sealed envelope. Yeah, he's holding Mike's holding his leg. Okay, this is the oh, second to last shit. one. Okay. <laughs> this this movie uses the best music of one of the greatest bands in the universe to weave together a story of a Fremen who wants to leave the desert and go to the big city only to learn that life is a lot more complicated than some of those classic songs make it out to be. And it's a musical. 
Yeah, I'm I'm thinking like Mamma Mia, but that's not it. The, one of the um, greatest bands in the universe. ABBA is one of that, but there's probably yeah, a couple right. that might come higher. Like the Beatles? Uh-huh. Is it like Love Me Dune? No. Uh, uh, it uses their music, but it came out more recently. Universe? Wait, say that again? Across oh across the Duneverse. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah, there's. A, I think it's across I the Duneverse. Sam, I think uses a lot of Beatles songs. <laughs> Man, I loved that movie when it came out, and I don't know if it holds up. Okay, this is the last one. Okay. So Mike has his has his envelope. Yeah, I have my sealed envelope. Okay, this <laughs> this is the best movie of all time. It follows a group of House <laughs> Atreides humans and their pet as they go to an old mansion in the in the desert. Where uh-huh. they unravel a mystery that undead Fremen might be real. Mm. Mike has written down Scooby Doon on Zombie <laughs> Island, everybody. He wins the 100,000 points. Uh, so funny. Uh, I just about watched that the other day, like on Halloween. We're, we're recording this just a couple days after Halloween. And uh, we ended up, we actually watched It Chapter One, which I oh. had not seen either of those yet. And so I'm happy, or I'm excited to see the second one. But, um, I just about said, okay, that was scary. Let's take a break. Let's uh, let's just go ahead and buy Scooby-Doo on Zombie <laughs> Island. <laughs> and feels- I didn't. I didn't pull the trigger, but I need to watch that again. It's been like two years since yeah, I watched that freaking movie. Yeah, it feels like a good one to own. Yeah. Um, which reminds me, like, when we, when we watched Jumanji, for some reason, we were, or I think we were trying to watch the second Jumanji, but we couldn't find it anywhere, and then... Charlie was yeah, just like to get like stars for a seven yeah. day trial or something. And like we couldn't find the second one. And so Charlie just bought it. And I was like, why are you doing this? Huh? And then I'm like, now you own Jumanji, like an Amazon video or something. Like, why yeah. would you? That's never going to come up ever again as That's being helpful. Hilarious. Oh, uh, that was a great game. Thank you. That Buried was what you do. Everybody. Um, a couple more things to talk about. Yes. One I have of the like things, a list of things that make this movie Star Wars. Well, okay. I think here's another like another big themes thing is that there are yes. definitely themes of like colonization and like right. to the point where you're not sure like it could maybe be a little uncomfy because a lot of the Fremen are depicted as being like darker skinned, but then mm-hmm. not all of them. So it's definitely not like a just white people coming to take land from just brown people. But Sure. It is still, it still could, I think there's like a way, I think they did a good job of avoiding it. Cause I think there's a way that the story could go where it would be like a, um, uh, 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 last of the Mohican style thing where it's like right. one guy goes to the native indigenous groups and becomes better than all of them at the thing they do. Um, right. and then saves the world or whatever. Um, which I, I think it's going to avoid that hopefully. Um, and all that to say, dealing with like ideas of colonization and and um like you said like environmentalism like there's a whole sort of side plot to all of dune that um is not really mentioned as much but like the scientist woman kinds the like ecology expert who they who they changed to be a woman in the movie which i was like okay cool good job um was because everyone because like you know as in classic standard sci-fi just default everyone's a man in the book right um even lady jessica's a man it's like what what's going on um but the uh there's a whole side plot of like part of the idea of the messiah and everything is the idea uh, on dune is the idea that, that they're going to bring water back and like terraform the planet essentially mm. um and turn it into an oasis and so like kinds is there as someone who was actively trying to do that and researching that which 
you kind of get a hint of by seeing their like greenery and their like sort of lab area or whatever, but oh, sort okay. of sort of not not explored entirely. And one more thing I want to say about Doom that I wish would have been explored a little more is whenever he has his hand in that box and she's holding the gom jabar at his neck. Uh-huh. It's sort of like pointy poison stick. Yeah, it's not explained as well, but the reason she's doing that in is to like she says like if you're an animal you'll give in to your impulses and you will pull out your hand and then you'll die cuz I'll kill you. And mm-hmm. so like it's a it's a it's a human test. It's to test if you're human to be like can you control yourself? Can you control uh, your impulses? Uh-huh. And I feel like it's not super well explained because in the book, it's very explicitly her being like, are you a human or are you an animal? Like, if you're an animal, we don't want you around because you're, you'd be too much in a position of power. And if you're, but if you're a human, you can handle it. And so it's like a more straightforward description of that. And I, and they didn't really, I don't know. Like it came up after that scene. I was like, I feel like I don't know. Like bullying. Yeah. It felt like a hazing ritual. Yes. As opposed to, I see what you're saying. You're saying like, um, the only thing that separates us from animals is like power over our emotions. Yeah. And our instincts. Like, can you prove to me that you are like a thinking and rational person? <laughs> yeah. And like, I think that wasn't put a, didn't not come across very well in the movie. Yeah. No, that, I agree. <laughs> it definitely felt more like just a hazing ritual by the witches or whatever to be like, we had to make him hurt real bad to make sure he can handle the power. And it was like, it's more nuanced than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, who knows? Anyway, well, other stuff to give it points away from Star Wars. You said, yeah, did you have more on the list? Uh, I took all the points away already. Th- these are just like other things I had written down and they might not even be all that interesting. But like, it is very space fantasy. Yes. Uh, and, and science fiction. But like... It is so far in the future, and like you, know, like you said, there's all these things that are certainly sci-fi, but it is like, you know, medieval warring families right. kind of fantasy. Uh, there's an emperor. There's like dreams that are kind of premonitions. Yes. Spice, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, space travel, interstellar space travel. I love that they didn't even bother changing the name of Spice in Star Wars. Yeah, just like, really it's just, hilarious. It's just Spice. Um, the voice is very the force, yeah, but in a kind of dark side way. In fact, at some point, it even said like he went to the fire, yeah, like when he's he's like going. I remember now even what Timothy Chalamet is doing, but like we see like flames in his vision, and he like kind of goes off a little bit, yes. and like that seems as though there is a bit of like a balance between the light and the dark, right. Uh, royalty and Jedi birthright. So essentially, mm-hmm. someone who is of both royal born and uh, like spiritual uh, telepathy, telekinesis type person, Timothy Chalamet is Princess Leia. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and he's like the one, like the chosen one. They say at one point they say the term shield generator. Yes, which is like a super Star Warsy term. Um, of course, like there, it's there's a lot of talk about like recycling moisture and like you know that's mm-hmm. very the Lars Homestead where they harvest moisture. And then at one point, someone even says that someone I can't remember now who maybe Paul is like too old to learn, like too yeah. old to be taught the way. Yeah, they said about they said about his mom. Too old. Too old. Uh, to they're like the he's training. young; he can still learn our ways. But you're but the woman is too old. Like she can't. That's do right. It. 
Yeah. But then also, I can't remember besides what happens to the book or not. Like the fact that she's pregnant plays into that where it's like, oh, well, she'll have a kid. So like, you know, I think that plays into the fact that they bring her in, mm-hmm. but I can't remember. Yeah. I mean, it is hard to, it's funny. Cause it's like, you know, I think there's, what if we, I feel like we reviewed something before that came out before star Wars. And so it was like sort of hard to mm. give it a rating because it was like, well, this, I, that's ringing a bell to me too. I remember what it was, but, but the fact that this is a movie of the thing, I think is also like, if we were just doing the book Dune, I would mm. be like, maybe half as many points as mm. we would give the movie Dune. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the fact that it's a movie being made now. Gosh, man, like the, even the decision that Lucas really pushed for with Macquarie and all the early concepting of like, no, I don't want this to look like sci-fi that Hollywood thinks of, like yeah. shiny ships. I want things to look old and shitty and grungy. Like that is obviously taken out of dune charlie literally said that as and and she's you know not even that big of a star wars fan she literally Uh said like while we were watching it i think even like probably at at some point in one of those shots where it's like sort of a lived in dingier place Uh she was like this she's like it's kind of crazy that movies like this can be made because like they wouldn't have been able to be made without star wars and i was like i mean yeah you're right like even it because like she's not even that big of a fan but like that was obvious enough to her the the dna of that being star wars and then also the it's 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 a once again it's an orobos because we've got Mm -hmm. lucas copying dune by trying to make it a lived in real looking world right and then dune sort of embodying that aesthetic of of the like original star wars trilogy by being like yeah this is lived in it's not like it's not shiny it's not sleek it's not fancy it's like very it's a real world like i i i feel like that gives it more points than the book would because the since right. the book was what inspired in part yeah, star wars yeah. but this is a recreation of the thing that inspired it after star wars has been out for a long time so right. we have enough like star wars media to also influence dune itself yeah we haven't even talked about the the like gosh there's so much in this movie it's cool but like the shield generators on their bodies Yes, like, those are awesome. Very cool. The, the fight choreo was really interesting because it's all really done. Really good visual storytelling with those shield generators on their bodies, too. Like, yes. blue means deflect, red means, like, danger. And like, I was even about to say, They never like, had to tell us that, really. Yeah. They didn't, like, explicitly spell it out. They, they showed us, like, examples of whatever. But, like, it was like, yes, I get it. Yeah, and, and even going with that, like, it is almost, like, that is so coded into our visual storytelling or right, like the way right. we perceive things and like star wars plays into that because red lightsabers are bad and blue lightsabers yeah. are good you know what right. i mean like there's little pieces of stuff like that inside yeah. of dune that feels like oh yeah here we go there because i mean there's duels there's good fights like yeah there's, and there's like special blades yeah yeah that can like that are better for piercing these shields and stuff like right. a, a thing they don't explain very well in the movie either is like the idea of those shields or that they can deflect like heavy force. Like you see it in the uh, missiles that are coming down, like from the sky at the end on the, uh-huh. those big ships is that like they come down very hard, but then they have to move slowly and quickly at the very, or it's not slowly and quickly, but slow, but, <laughs> but like they slow down and go more deliberately before mm. they can explode because they're getting through the shield and the same with like the little hunter seekers like they they stop the initial impact right. and the idea is that if you move quickly to hit a shield and hard it doesn't pierce it so that you have to go hard 
up to the point of initial impact and then go very slow through and then hard again. So it's like this whole different fighting style that I think they portrayed pretty well in the movie, but they don't explain it, which I mean, it's to make sense. Why would you explain a fighting while you're doing it? That would be pretty boring. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like this is going to be pretty high, especially as far as like movies we've done recently. Yeah, I think so too. It certainly breaks that midpoint to me. Yeah, me too. Should we give unit a measure? Yes. Um, I'm going to pick like little nose hang, hanger downers. <laughs> yeah, little nose hanger downers. Like the, I, I suppose they're like breathers, right? That they have in their nose all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they also, um, I'm not sure if they're also there to absorb moisture like from moisture. Yeah, yeah. Right. It is nasty. I love the I love the still suits. They're like your body doesn't lose any moisture, and it just cycles yeah. all the pee and sweat and everything right back into you. Yeah, it's like sick. Um, mine's gonna be a little. Hmm. Man, this is making me so excited to do Matrix Month. I am. Oh, I need to. I need, that's what I need to do this month is start watching the rest of them. Um, I think we so, also need to, at some point in the future, do um, the intro song to Rocky Horror Picture Show, science fiction double feature. How it just name drops all those like B sci-fi movies from RKO days. Uh-huh. I think we just need to do every movie in that theme song. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say we should just do the theme song, which I also think is a great idea. <laughs> well, we could do that too. I love doing songs. Yeah. Um, my, you know, I said it earlier and I can't stop thinking about it. So I'll, I'll do the little hunter seekers, the little yeah, like little hummingbird cool. drone things. Um, I think, I mean, I think I'm gonna give it a six. Yeah, and that's funny. My brain was going even as high as seven. And I say do it. I think, I think netting it out as the Hasui total of six and a half. I like that. So I'll give it a seven to temper. Yeah, I think that's good because I could see going as high as a seven, but I feel like. That There's is, an, like, high. It is high. There's enough thematic stuff that I feel like if I told my grandma this was a Star Wars movie, she'd be like, well, that was the worst Star Wars movie I've ever seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they'd be like, why, yeah. was, it, why was it so boring and there were no je- Jedi? But that, to, to kind of paraphrase uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, but it was a Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> but you did see me. Yeah. Um, well, let's wrap up because we, we went long because we had yeah, fun talking. So do you want us on the internet? If you do, you can find us at How Star Wars is on Twitter and Instagram. Send us an email at agoodpodcast.gmail.com. It's all in the notes. Go Check look out it our up. Patreon for just $5 a month. You can get a weekly bonus episode and a monthly additional commentary track of a different Star Wars movie every month. Yes. Uh, that's Which, How Star Wars Is It. Or uh, patreon.com slash How Star Wars Is It. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's probably everything. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we're, it's, it's late. We're going to wrap up. So Yeah. Uh, it's about time for you, by the way. Um... <laughs> Or as I realize, I say it is time for Tony. Yeah, Bye-bye. as we realize in the Squid Game episode, it is time for Tony. <laughs> so, like we always say, we love we you, love you, and may the fourth be the fourth be with you. Oh my god! Bye bye. <laughs> we say may the fourth be with you. <laughs> yeah, we say it every time. And it's uh, funny to me still. <laughs> After all these years.